up, everybody? And welcome back to Hindsightless, the sporadic podcast where I talk about life, role-playing games, or whatever else might be running around inside of my head, but mostly role-playing games. Because even when you're in a science machine, you can still think about role-playing games. So it's pretty early in the morning as I record this, getting ready to go to my MRI. But yesterday, at time of recording, we had our latest session of wrath of the righteous and it was very cool it was super fun uh and so i'm going to talk about that to help me talk about that i have calls from jason i have a call from him the night before the game and then a call from him the night of the game after the game happened so pre and post game i have calls from jason we're gonna get into that now man so yeah i'll see y'all on the other side Stew sounds good, but kicking some ghoul butt tomorrow also sounds good. Looking forward to it. The beef stew was okay. I was trying an, an experiment that I saw. I was making a no beef beef stew because beef is so expensive. So I just used beef stock and uh, beef bouillon base uh, with like mushrooms and potatoes and carrots and all that other stuff that you would normally put in a beef stew, but just without the beef. Because beef is just crazy expensive right now. It turned out all right. It turned out all right. It wasn't great. But Jason also mentioned kicking some ghoul butt. And kicking ghoul butt they did. But that was from before the session. So let's hear how Jason felt about the session before I go into the recap. So Jason, back to you. Hey, Joe. Jason here. Enjoyed the latest Wrath of the Righteous game. Thank you again for you and your group letting me play with you. and. You know, we did a little bit better, I think, this time in remembering what our characters could do. And teamwork was the key word. There were some really clutch moves, really great things that happened. Um, the Nick's, the Bard, saved my saved Randor's bacon one time. And actually so did uh, Jules's character, um, the Paladin. Um, I should be able to tell you her name. And I'm brain farting at the moment. Um, Why can't I remember her name? Anyway, you know her name, so you can say it. But anyway, I think teamwork was the the key thing in this fight this time. Oh, and Landros, the the wizard, did a great job taking one of the foes out as well. So all in all, it was a really good fight, you know, good healing at the right times by the Oracle. Everybody did a really good job. Uh, you know, I I did okay. I didn't do great, but you know, all the other players were really killing it. So great game. Thank you for running it. Talk to you later, dude. You don't have to say thank you for letting me play with your group. You are part of the group, man. You're absolutely part of the group, Jason. You did awesome. Randor kicked serious ass. He used his mythic dodge ability like a total boss. Um. Yeah, you guys did. It was night and day different. Everyone, like, it was great. It was such a fun fight. So, like I said in our last session, the last session ended with Haven the Paladin open up a door to this once... this this church that used to be they're they're exploring this temple complex and they walked into the the main part of the church the nave or whatever where all the pews are and everything i don't think that's the nave i I forget my church parts anyway uh at the end of last session haven kicked open that door and there was six ghouls uh 
listening to two ghouls give a sermon and, and that's where this session kicked off and it was like oh crap <laughs> here we go there's there's eight ghouls to fight and yeah uh so there's like it says there's major spoilers for this encounter for the wrath of the righteous campaign um this this former temple to Serenray has been desecrated and defiled and turned into a temple of Cabribri, which is the demon lord of ghouls. So there is a sect of demon-worshipping ghouls that live in this temple, and now the party's here, and they're going to kick some butt. So this fight starts off, and it's, it's eight verse five, right? Eight ghouls five PCs and it, it it goes off um two of the ghouls run out of a side door and they're they're making a they're trying to get them caught in a pincher maneuver so it takes them a couple rounds to run around the outside of the building and then come at the party from the back but in the meantime um Haven the Paladin is in there mixing it up uh Subin the oracle the ghoul killer he was just channeling energy and just annihilating annihilating these ghouls man he's subin when it comes to the undead subin's got that on lock also because his channel energy he took a feat that will let his channel energy hurt demons as well as undead so anytime there's a bunch of bad guys around subin comes in subin the oracle which is basically like a cleric um comes in big time handy where he can just boom you know put out mass and because if you're putting out 10 points of damage or so to five or six enemies that's 50 or 60 damage you're putting out in a round and that's that's nice man because right now pretty much Everyone just has one attack per round, and that'll change pretty quick here. Um, but yeah, so that that fight was going, and then the party finally defeats those eight ghouls, and they they hear some laughter coming from another door. They know there's a boss hanging out here somewhere, but the boss isn't an idiot, right? He's not going to come running out and run right into a ton of pcs he's he's hanging out he's casting spells on himself buff buffing himself up because he doesn't care if he's losing ghoul minions right he'll just make more um so he's just hanging out in his chamber just like come on party doesn't know that he also has four ghouls in there with him <laughs> so haven finally opens that door gets jumped by two ghouls who are flanking her and the ghouls, they're doing a little bit of damage. You know, they don't have a big bonus to hit. The party's armor class is all pretty high. But here and there, with enough ghouls, when you're rolling enough dice, uh, you're, you're going to get some hits. You're going to get some crits. And it's, yeah. So I was able to whittle down some of the party's resources. They all spend a decent amount of uh, mythic points. So, yeah, I'm eating through their resources, which is cool. Uh, kind of pushing them a little harder. You know, the enemies are getting tougher for sure. The party's getting tougher, but so are the encounters. Because uh, this this 
boss guy in here. He's a half-demon inquisitor. He's got the ability to smite good. So as soon as Haven walks in the door, he smites good on her and bashes her in the face with his mace, basically. Deals a bunch of damage. And the party was like, oh, shit. (laughs) This dude, he's different than the rest of the ghouls. He hits consistently and hard. So the party, like, they're like, we're not going to mess around. And yeah, like Jason mentioned, um, Leandros the wizard, he blinked into the room because he's a, he's a conjuration school wizard. So he's, he's really good at teleporting. He can kind of nightcrawler from the X-Men around, like bamf in and out of places as a swift action. And, and that's super convenient. So Leandros bamfs into the room. Spends a mythic point to cast Fireball as a swift action. Also, during the casting of that, uses his magic staff that lets him three times a day exclude a certain number of people from his spell effects. So he chooses his friends, obviously. Drops a Fireball. Boom! Excludes himself as well. Um... And kills a bunch of the minions, a bunch of the ghouls. Really, really damages the boss guy. But that was just a swift action. So with his standard action, he casts another spell that deals a bunch more damage to the boss and just totally destroys the boss. And I was like, oh, because that's, you know, I I like that. Like, this guy would have, he would have hurt them. He would have, the boss would have hurt the party for sure had he lived. Because he also can bane his weapons that deal even more damage. So he definitely would have been dealing out some pain. But it's just cool when the party can just do awesome shit like that. You know, when a wizard can cast two spells in a round, that's when things start getting really, really spicy. Um, And that's why this adventure is fun. Because it's just... (laughs) It's just crazy, powerful forces come in the clash. It's good versus evil. And I, I like that. You know, it's it's the party versus a bunch of demons. And generally, normally, I'm more of an undead guy. Those are my favorite enemy types to throw at party member or at parties. Because undead are pretty black and white, right? Like... <laughs> With bandits and stuff, you got to worry about their families and all that. Like, oh, man, you murdered this dude. And, yeah, he was robbing people, but his kids and wife were starving. So, I don't know. (laughs) I like Undead. There's a lot less moral ambiguity there, which sometimes that's nice. But demons are the same way. Demons are shit. They're evil, monstrous, hateful creatures that just want to maim, torture, kill eat people whatever they're just the worst and it's just fun to be able to huck crazy powerful creatures at the party and see what happens it it's gets dangerous and here's why so after the party beats the boss um they're kind of exploring around they they find uh, a hidden cache of healing magic that churches of seren ray often keep and it's actually enough to outfit the army with because remember the party's traveling with an army this temple is up on a uh a plateau like 90 feet off of the plains that the that the army is marching through right now so the rest of the army is down below 
the party is up on the uh, plateau clearing out this temple so they there's one more one more building to explore I say, okay, everybody, you've you've had the talk whether you're going to stick around to... Because that was another debate that happened, whether to stick around and clean up the temple. Because the temple's totally desecrated. I told him, I said, it'll take a day at least to get it into any sort of non-desecrated state. You know, it'll take a day. So the debate was, do we stay and clean it? Or do we stay on our mission and get to Dresden, you know, cause now the party has to use, uh, some resources to feed the army and everything. And yeah, what, uh, what do they do? Do they, do they take a day to clean this temple or do they keep going? So there was a debate, um, which is why I love having five people in a party because you won't have ties. <laughs> you don't have ties. So they voted, they ended up, they're going to stay. Uh, they asked about if they could get the army to help them clean. I said, yes. So that'll, it'll take less time now. They'll have to get some of the soldiers up there, but yeah, they'll be able to do it faster. <clears throat> and they said, okay, we're going to explore this last building before, uh, before we go get the army just to make sure it's safe. And I said, okay, everyone put your, put your tokens where you want to be. So everyone put their tokens down and then I said, as you get ready to open that door from behind you, boom, you hear the flappings of wings and you turn around and there's this giant demon screaming for food. Because uh, <laughs> the way the adventure is written, the boss man, he's kind of the boss man, but actually there's this other full demon that lives at this desecrated temple too that has decided he was the full demon was hanging out with the boss man because the boss man was feeding the demon, but the demon hasn't been getting fed as regularly and he's pissed. So he's coming back either to eat the boss man or eat whatever else is around. So he teleports back in the party's all out of position. Cause they were getting ready to, they were in position to go into this door. So you, you, you know, you got your, you got your melee fighters up front you got your squishier people in the back, and now they're all out of position because this thing teleports in, boom, wherever, and <laughs> that's where the session ended. And this is a nasty, nasty creature. A very, this is the most dangerous creature they fought so far. It's going to be, it's going to be touchy. It's going to be touchy. Uh, touch and go, I mean. <sighs> yeah. But it was it was a really good session. I had a lot of fun. And it's awesome. You know, Jason called up and left that message talking about what a fun session it was. My buddy Woody called uh, to tell me, uh, like, how much fun he had. Like, I, I love that shit, right? Like, that's what we want as Dungeon Masters and as players in the game. We just want to have fun with our friends and do cool shit. At least that's what I want. I want to be able to do cool shit. When I play these games, stuff that I can't do in real life. <laughs> That's why I like to play spellcasters. That's why I like to play weird races. And, you know, oh, I'm going to play this cat man. Sweet. How do I think a cat man's going to act? I don't know, but let's figure it out. That, that stuff's fun for me. And Wrath of the Righteous, it's, <clears throat> I love it. I definitely love I think it's, way more exciting than Rise of the Rune Lords and 
Curse of the Crimson Throne is cool, but I to me Wrath is Wrath is the way, you know, Wrath of the Righteous is the best of the Pathfinder Adventure Pass. And yeah, we're, you know, once this temple is done, they should get to they should get to Dresden soon and that'll take that'll take some time to get through Dresden. The mass combat's going to come back into it. Um yeah, but then then we're on to book three, which I I got to read through again. But I just I, I read through it once and I was like, holy crap, this is <laughs> this is insane. <laughs> but it's friggin' awesome, man. I, I love it so much. Uh, and yeah, Jason, again, you are part of the group. You are in the group. So when you talk about the group, you are talking about you as well as everybody else there, man. A hundred percent. I'm just grateful that you're in the game, that Jules is in the game. You know, you guys add so much to the party. It's fun because yeah, I've played a lot with laura woody and james and i wouldn't change that for the world i love playing with those guys but we know each other's tactics a little bit we we know each other's politics (laughs) which is a sweet inside joke from a campaign that uh we that i ran that we all played in together years ago But anyway, so having Jason, having you and having Jules in there to throw throw some different spice into the mix is awesome, man. So thank you for being part of the group. I appreciate it. Thank you for your calls. And yeah, let me get out of here. I think that's it for today. <laughs> also, also, as I was getting ready to publish this game, I realized I talked about in the description how I was going to talk about the <laughs> cyberpunk show on Netflix. Okay. <laughs> Awesome. I'll try to keep this. I'm so good at everything I do. (laughs) Anyway, um, so Jason told me that there is a new uh, anime on Netflix based on the Cyberpunk 77 world. And you all know how much I love Cyberpunk 2020. So he told me about it. And I was like, "Ah, I don't know anything about the Cyberpunk 77 world. He's like, you don't need to do anything. This is Night City. And I said, okay. Uh, I agree. It is very Night City, especially the first couple episodes. Uh, <coughs> yeah, it is very cyberpunk. I'm not... I don't love the art style. It makes it a little hard for me to follow. Uh, but that's just a me thing, right? I think if you're interested in cyberpunk, if you're not super familiar with the genre or you are familiar with the genre and you enjoy it, check it out. It's called Cyberpunk Edge Runners. Uh, every episode is like 30 minutes long. I think the music they choose is really fitting for the genre. Uh, yeah, it's it's cool. I don't know if you've ever seen the anime from the manga Berserk. That was on, I think it was on Netflix. Maybe it was on HBO Max. I can't remember. But it's called Berserk. It had a dude named Guts in it. Um, there are some very, as the cyberpunk show goes on and on, because I, I think I've watched seven. I've either watched six or seven episodes. I think there's ten. Um, as the show goes deeper and deeper, it shares some very similar themes to Berserk, like some... Like I, there's one line 
that they literally say in Berserk that they say in Cyberpunk Edge Runners. And so I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> it, it gets a little. I feel it gets a little less cyberpunky and more anime. I don't know how to explain it as as the show goes on, but I, I still enjoy it. I'm gonna finish watching it. And yeah, if if you like cyberpunk or if you wanna find out like what what cyberpunk is kinda like and just watch something, you know, because there's a bunch of amazing books you can read to find out what cyberpunk is like. But if you just want to watch something on Netflix, watch a sweet anime, check out Cyberpunk Edge Runners because it's fun. All right. That's it. Seriously. Bye. <laughs>
I love speech to text. I was just giving science so much praise. I love speech to text. I just noticed that instead of kicking butt, it labeled one of the segments chicken butt. And I love it, so I'm keeping it. <laughs> <laughs>